Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eversource wants your business to reach its sustainability goals. No matter the size, we offer every business the tools to reduce their carbon footprint. Optimizing your energy usage could mean swapping dated oil and propane systems for heat pumps. This leads to increased comfort, simpler heating and cooling in one unit, and reduced environmental impact. Learn how to make your business more sustainable at Eversource.com. Takes the step, drops back, looks right, looks down the middle, steps up, lobs a pass toward Parker, open, touchdown, Patriots! Again, they were game, especially in the first half. Devontae Parker, two-yard touchdown, make it 14 all at the time. Brought to you by Win Waste Innovations, the official waste and recycling services provider for Gillette Stadium and the New England Patriots. Visit win-waste.com today and get them on your team. Patriots did end up falling to the Bills in Buffalo today, though. 35-23, that is your final. Again, they were game in two phases. They showed up, but unfortunately for the Pats, there are three phases of football. Special teams, a complete disaster. The season comes to a close with this loss today. And uh, with that, let's go to... Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. Crazy start to this one, uh, Greg, and I'm usually not the one to hand out, like, hey, credit to them for actually not capitulating, but how can you not? I mean, kickoff return 7 nothing. that hornet's nest, everything surrounding DeMar Hamlin, that situation. They were really, like, they knew it was on, on the line here. Their playoff hopes were on line, and they were game. I just can't believe how bad the special teams were, and that was really the difference today, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, credit to the Patriots. They came loaded for bear for once in this game um, and looked like Bill Belichick had them completely prepared for what they were going to see. I mean, the opening kickoff uh, was was stunning, um, you know, and they had a rough opening drive uh, for the offense as the Bills looked like they were just, they were jacked up to go. But I thought the Patriots did a good job sort of, you know, riding things out. Um, and you know, I, I just really liked how they, they went for it in this game. Um, for the most part, I mean, they weren't conservative on offense or defense. Uh, they pushed the ball down the field. Um, they actually went out and tried to win the game for once, which was, you know, one of my big complaints about this team for much of the year, but, um, they, they let it all sort of hang out and you're absolutely right. I mean, he, you can't give up two kickoff returns for touchdowns and expect to beat a team like the Buffalo Bills. And, um, you know, that's just got to be devastating for Bill Belichick. 
Uh, it's, you know, one of his staples, one of the things he's most proud of, his special teams unit, and they completely failed in, in multiple areas today and, uh, you know, were directly involved in the Patriots season ending. Hey, Greg, uh, Bill Belichick was asked uh, after the game about Jake Bailey, uh, was not promoted. Um, do you have anything on that? And Nick Folk, great kicker, right? He's been a great Patriots kicker. And they've tried to bring other guys up, but Bailey's that guy, and I think that had a lot to do with this today. Would you Would you agree with that? And do you have anything, or did you get any nuggets on the Jake Bailey situation? Uh, nothing that's, you know, not out there, um, from the agent. I mean, you know, the way that I understand it is that, uh, Bailey thought he was ready to go and the Patriots said, uh, no, in fact, you're suspended. And I think for whatever reason, and, and I have no reason to believe, um, you know, Jake did anything, uh, sort of conduct unbecoming, uh, but you know, it looked like, the Patriots, in my opinion, it looked like they had buyer's remorse on the extension that they gave him this year and were, you know, looking at this as an opportunity to get out from under that. And the agent has said that they have filed a grievance or will file a grievance, and we'll have to see where it goes from there. I, I don't think there's any question that uh, Jake Bailey and his ability on kickoffs uh, could have been used today and could have affected those plays greg what was it about the offense that made it look so confident today you know it was almost a like for me it was partly frustration of watching this it's like it took four months for it to look like this was it you know max more comfortable or was it more play action what was what was going on there you know just on, on first blush it seemed like uh for the most part i thought they went under center a lot more and um which is something i've been clamoring for all year and i thought that was effective at sort of you know, holding the Bills at bay. Um, you know, their defense has had some issues um, and were sort of ripe for the taking, which I think was, you know, one of the disappointing things about their defeat at Gillette Stadium. I think it's why you heard so much frustration during the game, Mac Jones on the sideline, the players after the game, that they thought that they could do this to the Bills if the coaches let them try and the coaches didn't let them do that. I thought getting under center was effective. I thought, you know, the Bills not having, you know, it's it's going to accumulate. You know, Vaughn Miller uh, not being out there. Um, you know, DeMar Hamlin uh, was himself sort of a backup player at safety. I mean, they didn't have, you know, Micah Hyde. Hamlin was in for him. Now you lose Hamlin. Now, you know, they're shorthanded in the, in the, in the secondary. Um, Tredavious White has been coming back slowly after missing most of the season. Um, you know, so, the, you know, in the Bills, you know, have some linebackers that are good, but the Patriots have the type of personnel to combat that. And I thought, you know, today they sort of, you know, finally decided to go toe-to-toe. And I think that was, you know, the big difference. I also think – the big difference, and uh, one of the few things I agree with Tony Romo during the broadcast about, um, was you know over the last four, five, six weeks, Mac Jones and the passing offense has looked better. And to me, it's because at some point in time they decided to give him more of the controls back as far as you know adjustments at the line with routes, depending on the defense. At the beginning of the season, for a long time in the season, they didn't let him do any of that stuff, and I thought it it severely hampered this offense. Um, it, it, 
you know, it was just sort of what you saw over the last month was just sort of a little inkling of what Mac can do. That's, you know, sort of what he's good at is his mind and knowing the defense and adjusting. And and I think it was what you saw over the last month was the, the coaches finally realizing that meeting him halfway a little bit. And you saw some, you know, better play over the last month. Yeah, I was going to just follow up on that. Buffalo plays this style where they they challenge Mac Jones to throw downfield. I I think he did that. Um, do you feel that? And especially on that sideline play to Devontae Parker, at times he he looked like he he was ready for the challenge today, and I was somewhat impressed with uh, his arm strength. Yeah, no question. I thought I thought Mac well play, played well for the most part. Um, you know, the interceptions we'll have to go over the film. I mean. You know, the Aguilar interception was really sort of the big one. The last two were, you know, almost sort of desperation um, interceptions. The Aguilar one, that's just a, a quarterback and a receiver seeing it differently. Aguilar wanted back shoulder. Mack wanted to go vertical and have him fight for the ball. You wish that that would have been Parker. And you saw in Parker's plays that his physical presence on the outside is is a difference maker. And it's just a shame he hasn't been out there more uh, this season. That's, of course, the M.O. with him. It always has been in his career. I mean, you know, he just came back from a concussion. That's no fault of his own. But, um, you know, you look through his career, he's constantly on the sidelines. And that was his big issue in Miami. And there's, you know, he obviously makes a big difference in this passing game. Mac has confidence him on in, on 50-50 balls. And it, it's a shame he didn't have that available more. Uh, to move this offense along. I mean, Greg, you know that I'm not like the biggest Mac Jones guy. That's maybe putting it mildly, but I don't even put that first pick on him because that's like, what's Nelson Aguilar even doing out there anyway? Like, you throw to him, a bad play's going to happen. Like that, that to me is like, get this guy out of my face, get him off the field. That one, uh, I agree. I mean, that was his only target of the game, and I think that's pretty telling. Yeah, right. So uh, more on this game from Greg. Uh, if you want to join us, six one seven 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 nine zero ninety eight five. That'll be coming after the headlines. With Joe Murray, first, though, we need to pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports on Patriots Radio Network. The left foot pump by Pilardi is high, oh, and it is short. It will come down with a bounce across the 40 with a roll inside the 30. It hit, the hit one of the Bills blockers. It did. A scramble for the loose ball. It's Patriots Matthew ball. Slater and the Patriots say they have it, what and they the, do. What are the Bills doing? Yeah, the Bills handled that game at the end of it pretty poorly, like they were... Trying to pour it on, you know, just like let the clock run out. But that was one of three turnovers today. Avidia Bank partnering with New England Safety Adrian Phillips for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West to provide youth development, education, prevention, social, athletic, and recreation programs to at-risk children and teens. Avidia Bank donating $1,000 every defensive interception or turnover that Adrian and the defense make up to $30,000. Patriots did force those three turnovers today. Interception, fumble. Special teams fumble that you heard there. So it's another $3,000 donated to the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West. It's a total of $25,000 so far this season. And uh, that's that's a good get for them as the season does come to a close, though. Unfortunately for the Pats, they lose to the Buffalo Bills 35-23. Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. And uh, Devin McCourty involved in a couple of those turnovers. Uh, recovered that fumble, had a pick today. Is this it for him today? Is this his final game, you think? Uh, with him, I'm not sure. It didn't quite sound uh, as definitive as uh, Matthew Slater, who was um, very emotional in the post game. Um, Devin was as well. Um, you know, it's a, it's a shame that both of those guys might have to go out on um, 
a game like this, especially Matthew with um, what went on with the special teams units. And, you know, he even said that, you know, his unit cost the team the game. Um, but, you know, for Devin to have an interception and a fumble, fumble recovery um, in this game uh, would be a nice send off. Uh, I think Devin, knowing Devin, he's one of these guys who will take some time. Um, but it sure looked like from uh, the reaction on the sideline and then his postgame press conference where he had to pose a few times emotionally that um, this is indeed it for Matthew Slater. Hey, just a follow-up on uh, one of the McCourty plays. Uh, obviously, he had an inter- interception in this game, but Josh Allen struggled in the first half. In the second half, he had a play where Uche had him. He ran out of it, uh, told John Brown to kind of go deep towards the end zone. McCourty kind of bit on it. Miles Bryant was chasing him down, and then Duggar was a little bit late to get over there. But I thought that was all ja- Josh Allen on that play. Can you just talk about the halves he had, first, second half, and was he was that really the difference with that defense versus just a great quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think that play in the Stefan Diggs, you know, third and ten play was, um, you know, was amazing, and it looked like to me it looked like that the on the John Brown um, touchdown that the Bills just they caught the Patriots in um, in just the right defense. I mean, I, it looked like uh, the Bills anticipated the the Patriots bringing pressure like that and um you know you're really looking at it and I'm looking at sort of uh the dots online right now and it looked like you know Kyle Duggar was sort of the deep middle of the field safety and uh McCourty was playing more of a linebacker role and um I I and also it looked like it was a bit of cover three so Miles Bryant uh you know can't let a guy get deep there I just thought it was a great play by Josh Allen and John Brown. I mean, not by, not bad for a guy who just came off the practice squad uh, to do that in this game. And that was just that was a uh, a killer play. All right. So you know, rather than me ask this question, I'll go to the calls here with uh, Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal. What uh, lies here for the Patriots in the off season? Phil and Dedham, you're next here on the show. Hello, Phil. Hey, 23 years ago today, Bob Kraft fired uh, Pete Carroll, and his quote at the time was that. Two years ago, we won the division. Last year, we made the playoffs. This year, we missed the playoffs. Time for momentum change. And I think that you got to follow the real estate on these types of things. I think that Bob Kraft being 82 next year, he's going to move down to Florida in his nice new big condo he got. He's going to leave the day-to-day operations to Jonathan, and Jonathan is going to whack Bill and his little get-along gang. Thanks, Phil. Maybe overdramatic, but it's safe to say changes are coming, right, Greg? Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, I would be surprised if um, if Robert just turned the keys over to Jonathan at this point. I think um, knowing what I know of the crafts, um, you know, a couple things. Uh, one, Robert has not been shy about his uh, unhappiness about this season throughout, basically for the last, like, you know, six weeks or so. Um, you know, I also think there is a thought about – you know, especially if you're Robert, if you are thinking about stepping down in the next couple of years, which I assume that he would, um, you know, about making sure things are set up, um, you know, going forward. As far as what comes next for the Patriots, <laughs> I it's it's really I, I don't know. I mean, you know, people can sit there and say, 
you know, Belichick's definitely going to be back next year. I mean, you know, you would think that's the case, but I don't know that. I think a lot of it is going to happen, you know, when Robert and Bill meet. And um, now that the Patriots, the good thing, um, if I think it's easier for Bill that they were eliminated, that he can get going on sort of plans with the coaching staff. Um, From what I know, Bill realizes the error of his ways this year. Um, he is not a guy, he, he's a guy who's honest about his football team. He really is. And I can't see him standing pat and just, you know, running it back. Um, you know, I think he's going to have ideas. And it, when, when Robert asks him, what's the plan going forward? I think Bill will have some concrete ideas. And, you know, if they sound good to Robert, I think he, you know, he continues on. But you just never know with Bill. I mean, he, there's a chance that, you know, if, if, if Robert comes at this, you know, differently that, you know, Bill gets his back up and just, you know, and, and things go badly. So I, I don't rule anything out. I would say it's, it's probably more likely than not more probable than not that Bill Belichick is back next year with a revamped coaching staff. Um, but I, I really don't rule anything out at this point. And I think Phil was exactly right to point out, you know, the Pete Carroll stuff. I mean, the, the Patriots weren't bad when Pete Carroll got fired. I mean, they kept getting one game progressively worse, but I think they were 500 when Carroll got fired. Yeah. And Belichick was brought in, and they dropped back to 5-11 and 11 that first season. So um, I just know the Crafts aren't happy. And what that means for the future, I don't know, but I'm not willing to to, to wager anything on it. All right, one more segment to go with Greg Vidard of Boston Sports Journal. You want to get on with us? 617-779-0985 is the phone number. Again, Patriots fall to the Bills in Buffalo today, 35-23. Season has come to a close. Sounds like it could be headed uh, a lot of upheaval, or at least some, this offseason for the team. More on that along with your phone calls coming up on the Safety Insurance 98.5 Sports on Patriots Radio Network. Well, the Patriots are eliminated from the playoffs with their loss in Buffalo today, 35 to 23. Mac Jones, 26 of 40, 243 yards and three touchdowns. He did throw three interceptions. One of them was tipped and then had a couple late when they tried to make a comeback. Josh Allen, though, struggled in the first half, but came away with three touchdowns, did throw one interception, one to Devin McCourty. Could be his last game. We'll give you some of the scores around the NFL. But with the loss today in Miami's 11-6 win, they now claim the seventh and final AFC wildcard spot. Buffalo now locks up the two seed. And we'll give you the the AFC playoff picture coming up in just a little bit here. But um, right now there are some. We'll give you the scoreboard. And the number one pick has also been settled as well here in the NFL. But the Falcons were over the Bucks today. 30-17. 30-17. Vikings, they beat the Bears 29-13. The Texans get a 32-31 win over the Colts. So now Chicago has the number one pick in the NFL draft. The Bengals over the Ravens 27-16. They'll meet next week uh, in the playoffs. The Panthers get a 10-7 win over the Saints. And the Steelers finish 9-8. They do not make the playoffs. They got a 28-14 win over the Browns. Right now at the half, the Chargers and Broncos tied at 17. Eagles, they have a 16-0 lead over the Giants. It's the 49ers 21-13 over the Cardinals. Rams have a 13-6 lead over the Seahawks. And Washington is a 13-6 lead 
over the Cowboys. And a Packers win tonight. They go to the playoffs. They're taking on the Lions. Right now, Seattle holds that spot. But if the Packers win, they are in. Headlines. They are brought to you by the new all-wheel drive 2023 Honda HRV. Into your local Honda deal to learn more and see their lineup of 2022 rugged vehicles. I'm Joe Murray. More postgame after this on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports Hub Patriots Radio Network. This is Ty Law, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Celebrate with friends, family, and co-workers at Apex Entertainment in Marlboro. Be amazed by 30 luxury bowling lanes. Chef-inspired menu with two full bars serving signature cocktails. Making it a perfect destination for events. Come to Marlboro and visit or check us out at apexentertainment.com. Are your tires ready for the harsh winter roads ahead? Then go to Town Fair Tire for the guaranteed lowest price on Michelin winter tires. Offering shorter stopping distances on ice and snow. Thanks to their exceptional grip, along with predictable handling in cold, dry, and wet wintry conditions. For the guaranteed lowest price on Michelin winter tires and the most free services for life, get to Town Fair. Because nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Name brands at discount prices. Town Fair Tire. Hey, football fans, it's Bob Sosie, the voice of New England football. If you want to know how my voice stays ready for every call, look no further than my cup of Bigelow tea right next to me in the booth. No matter the game conditions, Bigelow tea always tastes great, and that's why it's the first play I call in my game day routine. New England fans refuse to settle for anything less than the best, and when it comes to my tea, settling is not an option. So join me, New England, and grab a mug full of Bigelow and tea proudly. Meet my little bundle of joy. I'm not a baby. Not you. The savings we got with Safety Insurance by bundling home and auto coverage. Savings? How much? Enough to go shopping? Our independent agent already did. She explained which coverage would truly protect us and then shopped around to get us the best deal. So we saved a bundle on a bundle? Yep. Great. I'm going to go shopping now. Bye. Ask an independent agent about Safety Insurance. We'll help you manage life storms. Let's face it, shopping for a used car isn't always a positive experience. But that is about to change. Honda is bringing the plus side to used car buying with Honda True Used. Shop from a selection of vehicles up to 10 years old. Plus, get a Honda-backed limited warranty and other premium benefits. Learn more online or at your local Honda dealer. And discover the better way to buy used with Honda True Used. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Grocery shopping will never be the same thanks to Shaw's Drive Up and Go. Imagine grocery shopping without ever getting out of your car. Just shop online at Shaw's.com or on the Shaw's Deals and Delivery app and they'll do the shopping and bagging for you. Then just head to the store and they'll bring your order right to your car. Plus, you can still earn and redeem your For You grocery rewards. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Convenient delivery options available too. Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh. 
Hey, it's Zoe. For over 100 years, the Oakers Company has been doing it all when it comes to technology in New England, including audiovisual, managed services, infrastructure, cabling, security, electrical, and more. Reach out to my friends at Oakers and see how one of their divisions can help improve your building's performance. And don't forget, Oakers is the proud home of TouchView Interactive that I love drawing up plays on. And you will, too, at your school or business. To learn more about all the divisions at the Oakers Company, visit Oakers.com. That's O-C-K-E-R-S.com. Proud partner of your New England Patriots. United Construction and Forestry is New England's first down dealer for John Deere equipment with 14 locations. If your gridiron is construction or forestry, then you know United has the solutions to keep you up and running the big plays. They offer the complete lineup of construction equipment to the small but mighty compact construction machines. And of course, the number one in the woods, John Deere Forestry. See United Construction and Forestry today for sales, rentals, service, parts, and technology solutions. Or log on at unitedequip.com. Drinking and driving ruins lives. If you or a loved one is struggling with alcohol or drug use, AdCare can help. Your path to recovery begins at AdCare. Call 1-800-ALCOHOL. That's 1-800-ALCOHOL. At Wendy's, we make breakfast better with our breakfast baconator. Crispy bacon, better. Fresh cracked egg, better. So you can keep settling for not better or you can get Wendy's breakfast. Tough choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. The home of the bees. The sports hub. The left foot pump by Pilardi is high, and it is short. It will come down with a bounce across the 40 with a roll inside the 35. The ball. Hit one of the Bills blockers. It did. A scramble for the loose ball. It's Patriots Matthew ball. Slater and the Patriots say they have it, what and they the, do. What are the Bills doing? Yeah, the Bills handled that game at the end of it pretty poorly. Like they were trying to pour it on. You know, just like let the clock run out. But that was one of three turnovers today. Avidia Bank partnering with New England Safety Adrian Phillips for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West to provide youth development, education, prevention, social, athletic, and recreation programs to at-risk children and teens. Avidia Bank donating $1,000 every defensive interception or turnover that Adrian and the defense make up to $30,000. Patriots did force those three turnovers today. Interception, fumble, special teams fumble that you heard there. So it's another $3,000 donated to the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West. It's a total of $25,000 so far this season, and uh, that's that's a good get for them as the season does come to a close, though. Unfortunately for the Pats, they lose to the Buffalo Bills 35-23. Shaw's Patriots postgame show, Jim Murray, Joe Murray, Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. And uh, Devin McCourty involved in a couple of those turnovers, uh, recovered that fumble, had a pick today. Is this it for him today? Is this his final game, you think? Uh, with him, I'm not sure. It didn't quite sound uh, as definitive as uh, Matthew Slater, who was um, – very emotional in the post game. Um, Devin was as well. Um, you know, it's a, it's a shame that both of those guys might have to go out on uh, a game like this, especially Matthew with um, what went on with the special teams units. And, you know, he even said that, you know, his unit cost the team the game. Um, but, you know, for Devin to have an interception and a fumble, fumble recovery, um, in this game uh, would be a nice send off. Uh, I think Devin knowing Devin, he's one of these guys who will take some time. Um, but it sure looked like from uh, the reaction on the sideline and then his post game press conference where he had to pose a few times emotionally that um, this is indeed it for Matthew Slater. Hey, just a follow up on uh, one of the McCordy plays, uh, obviously getting an inter- interception in this game, but 
Josh Allen struggled in the first half. In the second half, he had a play where Uche had him. He ran out of it, uh, told John Brown to kind of go deep towards the end zone. McCourty kind of bit on it. Miles Bryant was chasing him down, and then Duggar was a little bit late to get over there. But I thought that was all Josh Allen on that play. Can you just talk about the halves he had, first, second half, and was he was that really the difference with that defense versus just a great quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think that play and the Stefan Diggs, you know, third and ten play was, um, you know, was amazing. And it looked like, to me, it looked like that the on the John Brown um, touchdown that the Bills just, they caught the Patriots in, um, in just the right defense. I mean, I, it looked like uh, the Bills anticipated. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to make sure I was getting all the vitamins and nutritional supplements I needed in one place. Now I've been on it for seven months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, kind of has a mild tropical taste, a little minty, and I actually look forward to it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things you're looking for. I take it first thing in the morning. It's now part of my routine, and I'd be lost without it. I love how it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Bedard to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The Connect with Buston's home for sports online, 98.5 thesportshubcom Now the field goal drive from 24. It's a high snap. Pilardi gets it down. The kick by Folk is good, and the Patriots take the lead. Well done by the punter there on a high snap from Addington. 21-yard field goal there from Nick Folk. This season is part of the Apex Cares program, Apex Entertainment. Donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal, every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. We thank them for their help this year. As the season does come to a close for the Pats, no postseason for them. They fall to the Bills in Buffalo 35-23. to So now all the talk is going to be on what changes are coming behind the scenes, the coaching staff. Uh, final segment here with Greg Bedard of Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. At the very least, Greg, do you think Cam Accord's going to be gone? I have to think so. I mean, this is this is two straight years that the Patriots have been in the bottom of the NFL in special teams. They had been the second worst team by DVOA on special teams since week 11. Tampa was the only team that was worse. Uh, today was just uh, an abomination. Um I don't see how it continues. I mean, you know, just to make the obvious, put Joe Judge back there. Yeah. Um, you know, bring in a real offensive coordinator, kick Matt Patricia upstairs, find a real offensive court, uh, offensive line coach, um, you know, possibly look at, you know, a new wide receivers coach, you know, what's going to happen with Nick Cayley. Um, you know, there, there are a bunch of changes that need to be made if, if the Patriots are going to go forward with, 
Bill Belichick, but, you know, just thinking about it during the break, I mean, you know, Robert Kraft, <laughs> I mean, he was, he was mad about not winning a playoff game. Um, this is now two losing seasons in three years. Um, forget about, um, you know, winning a playoff game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, um, what happens because I think you can make you, there's certainly a case to be made for Bill Belichick. There's a case to be made against him with what's transpired over the last, you know, four, four or so seasons. So, uh, who knows? It's, uh, I don't think we've ever seen, we've seen some weird off seasons here, including, you know, Brady leaving, but I, I don't know if we've ever seen anything like this. Yeah. So when it comes to the personnel, um, where would you look to? Uh, would you continue the draft based off some success, or do you think this is a destination still? Or, I don't know, I guess when Bill Belichick here, is that a destination for free agents to come here, or is it just because they could pay the most money? Uh, it'll be because they can pay the most money, which is how they landed, you know, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Kendrick Bourne, Matthew Judon, um, you know, if they want to do that, they can do that again. I mean, I, I, you know, I think they have some serious personnel things to, um, to address, um, you know, probably the first thing, you know, besides their own free agents, uh, you know, the offensive line, what are you going to do going forward? Um, obviously Isaiah Wynn is gone. Um, Trent Brown, you can get out from under his contract, but what do you have left at offensive tackle? I mean, their depth was so bad that they had to bring Connor McDermott off somebody else's practice squad. And basically he was like a valuable starter for them down the stretch, which is just sad to say. And, um, you know, are you going to need two starting tackles next year? And, you know, where do you get them? They, those guys aren't available in free agency, not any, you know, good ones. Um, you know, I think that the need for a number one dominant quarterback cornerback is there. Um, Jonathan Jones is a free agent. He's probably gone. If you get a number one and you, you pair him with the now suspended Jack Jones, assuming he's back in good graces and Marcus Jones and, you know, whatever else you have, then I think you have something there, but you know, the Patriots have been at their best when they have a dominant man cornerback and they haven't had that, uh, since Stefan Gilmore started to have injury issues and then he was gone. Um, and then you talk about the need for a playmaker, um, on offense to be, you know, a difference maker when that the, the type that that defensive coordinators need to plan for, um, you know, hopefully they get a coordinator in here who can scheme some things up, and, and that will help. But uh, it would also help if they had some sort of difference maker. And where do you get that person? So, yeah, it's it, it, there are a lot of questions to be answered this off season. Joe in Arizona next here in the Shaw's Patriots post game show with Greg Bedard. Hey, Joe. Hey, uh, good afternoon, gentlemen, or good evening, be it for you guys. Uh, big fan of Joe Murray. Uh, always love him on Toucher and Rich. But let me get to the point here. I think everybody's talking about, you know, getting Bill help, getting Bill help. The thing is, you've got to get a general manager in here. I don't care if Bill doesn't want it. You need a general manager in here to help with the draft. You need to help with uh, player acquisition and trades. And Bill obviously has shown he is not able to do that stuff. So I think right now, if the crafts are serious, you know what, get a general manager in here, get someone who can run the offense, get someone who can run the special teams. And that's going to be it for me today. 
Thanks, Joe. While that's all well and good, Greg, that feels to me that would be one of those things that's a bridge too far for Bill Belichick. And if you're not going to let me do what you hired me to do, then I'm going to leave. Like, if like something like that would be why he would maybe not be here next year, right? I would agree. I can't. I can't see Bill Belichick at you know at 70 years old after accumulating all this immense power in this organization, which he obviously earned and deserved. Um, that all of a sudden now he's just going to be the head coach of the football team. Basically his purview would just be over the coaches and the players on the team. And he would have to uh, accept the players that somebody else picks for him. Yeah, that's, that's, I can't see that happening. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I would think that would be a bridge too far for Belichick. Hey Greg, I just want to ask you about Jacoby Myers. Um, Fine player. He's going to be a free agent. He's probably going to be one of the top two or three available. Um, In your opinion, do you think that they should pay more because he is that type of player? And do you, or do you think they could find someone else in the slot and move on? Or do you think he's a, a pillar going forward for this team? Jacoby Myers is a, you know, he's a fine player. He's, um, you know, good as a number three or four. Um, but, you know, you're right. I mean, he is he is probably one of the top free agents available. Um, you know, now he's gotten to free agency. Is he just going to turn that down? You know, I think he might because of his relationship with Mac Jones and, and you know, he realizes, uh, you know, how he's come up here. I think, you know, the, he, the two sides have uh, an avenue to sort of meet each other in the middle and be smart about this. But, you know, if you're Jacoby Myers, this is this might be your only shot at, at hitting it rich. I was just looking over at um, overthecap.com. They have his valuation for this season about $7 million. Um, you know, is, is Jacoby Myers a $7 million a year player? He might be. I mean, considering, you know, guys like, you know, Nelson Aguilar got more than that. Johnny Smith got $12.5 million. I'm sure that will be part of the the, the calculus for um, for Kendrick, I mean, for, uh, for Jacoby moving forward that, you know, he looks at it and he says, well, if those guys are worth that and you didn't get anything out of them, what am I worth? And so it's going to be a tough dance. I mean, if I were in charge of the Patriots, um, I would have a set number. And if Jacoby doesn't want it, then uh, we'll talk to you later. And maybe we'll maybe we'll listen once you get an offer from somebody else and think about it. But uh, there's a limit to how far I would go for a guy like Jacoby Myers, who's a good player, moves the chains, but uh, not really all that dynamic. Is there any of these guys that are going to be up that you think they might extend themselves for? Damian Harris also comes to mind. No. No. Um, I, I don't see. So, you know, Aguilar is a free agent. McCourty Void, so he'll be a free agent. Jonathan Jones, you know, it's possible, but I have a hard time seeing him not go to market. Um, and, you know, basically everybody else you're talking about sort of, you know, run-of-the-mill players. I mean, Chaparral Peppers would be nice to have back, um, but, you know, not going to overextend for any of those guys. I, I don't see anybody – in their free agent class that you're just like, Oh, they have to have back or they're screwed. They, they have the ability to replace those guys. Um, and you know, remember they have right now, they have 11 draft picks coming up in this year's draft, including like, I think like three or four 
in the fourth round. So uh, if I'm them, I continue to go that way. And hopefully the coaching staff can now develop those guys a little bit better. Tony in South Carolina, next here in the Shaw's Patriots postgame show with Greg Bedard. Go ahead, Tony. How you doing? Hey, first off, love you, Joe Murray. Where's the beef? You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, two points, two quick points. One, I think that um, the Patriots 100% eat a GM. Okay, Bill Belichick sucks. He stinks. Okay, it's not working out. And number two, I think that I think that uh, we need to really question Mac Jones's future. I mean, is it the offensive coordinator or lack thereof? should I say, or, I mean, what direction do you see Mac Jones going forward if he's not replaced by another quarterback? I'll even say up. I thought he was good today. He wasn't part of the reason they lost, in my opinion. And so, if nothing else, here's what you say about Mac Jones. You wasted his season this year. Yep. Mm, That's where I would be, and, you know, I'm sure people will say I'm a Mac apologist, but, you know, I... You know, I watched the film. I've watched, you know, I've watched it for years. I watched him last year and I saw, you know, there was, you know, good development as a rookie and you were just waiting to, all right, he's got an off season to rest and get stronger and, you know, go forward. And then, you know, they just kneecapped him this year. And it was just, uh, it was a disaster, you know, from the get go. And uh, look, Mac Jones is not anybody's idea of a dynamic quarterback. I mean, that's obvious. Uh, but, you know, I think he's really good in a complicated system um, that he can operate. And I thought that they really hamstrung him this year from from the people that I've talked to around the team. And I've asked, like, do I need to worry about Mac Jones for next year? And, you know, what I've heard back is that, you know, he's likely safe for next year. And I don't even think there's going to be a competition with Bailey Zappi now or anybody else that they bring in now, you know, could zappy play his way into it if max having a bad summer and he's having a good summer absolutely that 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 happens all the time but as far as i know um you know it, it's it's still mac jones's team and it's going to be his team next year and now bill instead of screwing up like he did this year he needs to say all right max our guy at least for this year they need to this is going to be his prove it season they need to put things around him coaching personnel wise where that's what a lot of other teams have done in year three of their quarterback to sort of, you know, prove it one way or the other. Um, I think they need to do that with Mac Jones and see what happens. All right, Greg, uh, I wanted to just ask about the AFC playoff picture. Who do you think comes out? And I have to ask, what are your thoughts of what the Dolphins do at quarterback next week? Uh, so, you know, what do we have? We're going to have uh, Buffalo, Miami, uh Chargers well, Jacksonville we'll looks like maybe yeah I mean we'll see with Tua you know whether he's cleared I don't think the the Dolphins have a chance in hell unless Tua is ready and we'll see if that's even the case uh you know Baltimore Cincy I think mm-hmm. um you know those teams just play I love Cincy I love the way that they're playing they might be the best uh overall team in the AFC as far as their their defense, um, special teams, and offense. And uh, that Jacksonville Chargers game is going to be interesting. I don't know what to expect out of those. Those are two teams that just are wild. As far as the Dolphins going forward in their quarterback position, uh, I think they have to look at all available options. And, um, you know, I don't exactly know what that means. Um, You know, Brady possible there. I would doubt it, but, you know, you never know. 
considering I think Giselle and two of his kids are down there. Um, Garoppolo, possibility. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but it's, you know, the Patriots are third place in the AFC East for the second time in three seasons. That just seems odd to say. Yeah, Greg, well, thank you for your time as always. We'll talk to you Tuesday on Felger and Maz for more on this game and what I'm sure is going to be a, a very interesting off season for the New England Patriots. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. See you. Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal, bostonsportsjournal.com. We'll be back to uh, take a spin around the league, get you, get to look at some of the other uh, outcomes today, uh, break down the playoff picture of both the AFC and the NFC. We'll do that after the headlines with Joe Murray here on the Shaw's Patriots postgame show. Is your 2023 starting without a bang? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy. But Planet Fitness has the cure. Boost your energy with tons of equipment in our clean and spacious clubs for $1 down and $10 a month. No commitment. Cancel anytime. It's January 12th. See Home Club for details.